This is Jack Riccardi. Check out my latest blogs, podcasts, and more at KTSA.com. And join KTSA on Facebook and Twitter. Naysayers go to the head of the line on the Lars Larson Show. That's right, they do at 866-439-5277. Emails go to talk at LarsLarson.com. And a warm welcome goes to Daniel Miller, who is president of the Texas Nationalist Movement and the author of Texit, Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union. Mr. Miller, thanks a lot for taking the time tonight. Hey, howdy, Lars. Thanks for having me on. So tell me this. Why Why would Texas want to become an independent country again, since you have that in your state's background? Well, you know, if only someone had written a book about that, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's funny because that, that's normally the first question I get asked about this book. And, and what I have to say is if I were to write out every single reason, whether it be a federal grievance or an opportunity that's missed by not being independent, it, it would fill up a thousand books. Uh, but the bottom line is this. Uh, when you when you evaluate Texans' stance on the issue, the, the common refrain is that they're sick and tired of, of living under 180,000 pages of federal laws, rules, and regulations administered by about 440 separate agencies and over 2.5 million unelected bureaucrats. At the end of the day, Texans believe that the best people to govern Texas are Texans. So you would leave the United States of America, leave us with 49 stars on the flag, and then what? Well, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be 49 stars. I hear, you know, Puerto Rico is running. So. <laughs> we don't need another welfare case, and I'm sorry, but Puerto Rico seems like a country that is going to be a welfare case for a good long time. They don't seem to be able to manage their own money, and we already have states in America that can't manage their own money. <laughs> well, that's and that's the case, but, you know, you, you've always got the option of two California, so, you know, uh, a big bonus, but... Uh, you know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, uh, you know, when, when you look at this idea of self-government, uh, one of the things, uh, again, that we see time and time again is the will of the Texas voters overridden by federal bureaucracy, by the federal courts. And so, you know, when you look at it, it's one of the reasons that I wrote the Texan book is when you look at it over the last, say, 20 years, uh, what you see is this growing list, this this uh, uh, of discontent, if you will, where Texans are, are just looking at this and saying, look, you know, we have to make a decision here. Who, who is going to govern us? Is Tex Are Texans going to govern Texas, or are we going to allow it to be governed poorly by two and a half million unelected bureaucrats? Now, e even if you could achieve this goal, how would it come about? You know that California does have that ballot measure you mentioned a moment ago, where they would split the state into three pieces, but they would stay part of the uh, part of the United States of America. Does Texas have the legal ability to uh, separate itself from the rest of the country? Yeah, it's it's interesting because there there is a persistent myth out there that Texas has some exclusive and special right. Uh, to to leave the union and the contention that I make in the book and that I've made publicly for 20 years now uh, and, and I'm not the only one but it's that every state has the right to reevaluate its relationship in the union uh, you know for us you know when you hear people talk about there's a constitutional prohibition against it they can't point out the provision of the constitution that forbids it and, you know, just just uh, with just basic constitutional understanding, if the Constitution's silent on it through the Tenth Amendment, it's a right reserved to the states. So here in Texas, 
we refer to Article One, Section 2 of our post-Civil War Constitution that says that all political power is inherent in the people, and the people have at all times the inalienable right to alter, reform, or abolish our form of government in such manner as we may think expedient. So, you know, at the end of the day, much like the Brexit referendum that we witnessed or the Scottish independence referendum in 2014, it ultimately comes down to a vote of the people of Texas. Daniel Miller is my guest. He's the author most recently of Texas, Why and How Texas Will Leave the Union. You believe this will happen. Will it happen through a popular referendum where you put this to a vote of Texans? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, uh, the, the contention here is is that it's not a hope, wish, or a dream. It's an inevitability. Uh, the, the trends are uh, not just here in Texas, but in a larger sense are pointing that direction. Uh, but what's been interesting is how under the radar it has been for so many people. Uh, you know, when the 2014 Scottish referendum took place, uh, obviously the pollsters came out of the woodwork, and they all want to take a look at Texas when things like this happen. And so when, when the pollsters came out, they asked a, a very straightforward question. Do you feel like your state should leave the union and become an independent country? Mm-hmm. And when you look at the results of that broken down by political party, you've got 54% of Republicans here in Texas say yes. You've got half of independent voters and over a third of Democrats. So, you know, it's a, it is a, one of those things that the support is here, that the people are here. Uh, there is momentum moving this direction. The trajectories there, the, the trends, both internal and external, are pushing it this direction. So, uh, you know, when I say it's an inevitability, I, I don't say it as some sort of pie-in-the-sky idea. This is something that is happening right now. What needs to happen first to kick this off? I, I will tell you, uh, where Texas support is right now consistently polls anywhere from four to eight percentage points higher than those who prefer to stay. So you've got about a 12 to 16 percentage point difference there are uh, uh, percentage points of people that are undecided on the issue. So, you know, there is a procedural step that needs to take place, and that is we need legislation filed with the Texas legislature. We need a bill passed that will authorize a vote on this. Unlike California, we don't have citizen ballot initiatives here. So we're going to have to go through the legislature. So once we get the bill filed, once the bill passes, then what we have is a, a very public and open debate about this issue where people get, for the first time here in Texas, an opportunity to not only see the federal government as it is, but to have a say in how they govern themselves moving forward. And then does the Congress have a say in this? No, it's, and that's, a, that's another uh, sort of persistent myth here, is that somehow the United States Congress or the federal government or any of the other states have a say in it. Uh, that's just simply not the case. There is nothing in the Constitution or in federal statute that gives any of the states any say uh, in, in one of these you know, self-determination referenda. So because the Constitution is silent, that power resides solely with the state that is making that decision. Well, Daniel, i got to tell you something. I'm visiting Texas in uh, June for a company meeting. Uh, My wife and I have always enjoyed going there. We've been to a number of different Texas cities, including Dallas and Houston and San Antonio and and even up to Austin, although we made the mistake of driving in there during South by Southwest. I don't want to see Texas leave the union, but then I'm not a Texas voter or a lawmaker. Thanks so much for the time. Hey, Lars, thank you for having me on. You betcha. That's Daniel Miller, president of the Texas Nationalist Movement and the author of Texas, Why and How Texas is Going to Leave the Union.